No, I, I'm thinking about making a move that I'm going to probably have to or so. Um, probably down to Boston. Um, luckily, I do have friends there already. At, and um, it was actually funny because I went to go visit them. And I'm waiting because I don't know where I am. I'm not just like sitting on the side. I'm waiting for my buddy's girlfriend to come and get me. And I see someone and we're all wearing masks at this time. And she walks by. I'm like, I think I know her. I haven't seen her in like five years, but I think I know her. And she looked at me, but we were both wearing masks. We hadn't seen each other in so long. She texts her boyfriend and goes, hey, is Gerald in Boston? And normally I don't leave this dirt road for anything. And he, he goes, no, he, he never <laughs> leaves there. <laughs> he wouldn't know what to do. And she was like, well, he was sitting. And it turned out it was her. And I saw her like a couple of Sorry. months later. But yeah. I do want like a place to like go. Having a place to go climbing here would be great because up here we're thinking about making a climbing like wall because we do have a 40 foot actual cliff with like several different faces that you could definitely see some for like advanced some for like beginner and yeah. so i bought all the stuff to do that and we have the ropes but i'd like i don't know a place that if i fell and got seriously injured it wouldn't be an hour till the ambulance got there and they had to truck me out on a you know so i'd like to have a little bit more of the city because it just gets tired we have one store yeah in total like one place. how often how often do they get restocked is it like can you usually find the stuff you're looking for or? Mm, um they have like all the basics that like you need you know they have all the basics their convenience store slash um restaurant slash gas station slash bank it's actually yeah. a great place the guy's done an awesome job but at the end of the day it's a like a small town store you know when you want I don't know mozzarella sticks you want to go out i have to travel a half hour one way <laughs> and a half hour back just to like go out to a store whereas at my other place in massachusetts it was like all right 15 minutes here 15 minutes back or 10 or five whatever yeah and there was like eight thousand different places to go here you got like three and that's yeah. going the half hour out <laughs> that's unfortunate i'm just thinking back to all the nights where you know I'm on my third glass of whiskey and I'm like, man, I want some mozzarella sticks right now. <laughs> oh, oh. That would be unfortunate. But there are some, there are some things that I know I'm not going to get out of Boston. You know, I live right on a lake. There's a sandbar yeah. directly across the way and just sometimes taking a cruise at night. You know, we drive ATVs on the road. It's legal. Yeah. And I have 400 acres of private ATV trails across the street from me. So it's like, there's a give and take as with everything. For but sure. Yeah. I, uh, it was really exciting in Boston. So I do kind of like this. Yeah. I mentioned that I grew up in like Toronto, Dallas, really big cities, right? So it was funny because mm -hmm. when I started college in Wisconsin, my friends would like, I, I met some people in classes and stuff and they would be like, man, this city is huge. Like Madison, Wisconsin is huge. And I'm like, this is 150K people. I forget what it, whatever. He's the like, yeah, that's nothing. I was like, yeah, <laughs> this is not huge. But then, you know, I went home with one of them for Thanksgiving or Christmas. I forget which one uh, for Thanksgiving. And to Hilbert, Wisconsin, in the middle of nowhere. And it was just like uh, so eye opening for me because you only know what you, you know, right? And I'd only mm -hmm. known big cities up until that point. Madison was like the smallest place. I've, um, but to your point, there's like a huge charm to it because, like, oh, I don't is. know, it was like in the middle of winter, we're just chilling in the hot tub in the backyard. And mm -hmm. just, you know, there's like massive trails nearby and like, all the views and the lakes. Um, I find that every one of those houses there, it seems like everyone's got like five or six vehicles, which I thought was really fun. A couple of extra motorcycles because they've got place to store it. You know, like yeah. going to New York, I've got one motorcycle. I can't take that <laughs> over because parking is basically another apartment. <laughs> so expensive. Oh, Jesus. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I'm mm -hmm. definitely not living in Boston, but I think I'm going to be outside of it. Um, but I do. I can't 
I can't uh, say this enough. I do love it up here because it's one of those places like you don't have to call and you can just walk over and say hi. Yeah, uh, it's the dead end, so it's not like there's no true through traffic. And like I've I've known everyone since I was like basically born. Um, you know, it's a really small town. I get along with everyone, and there's some things that literally look like they were out of a Hallmark. Um, we were like singing Christmas carols at the town center as the with like the old church that's like 200 years old or something. And we're right around this gazebo and the snow is just twinkling down. I'm like, this is out of a Hallmark movie. I'm going to get a director <laughs> over here and start filming this. This hot chocolate. Everyone's like, no, no, no. Because in the winter, it goes down to like 400 people. Summer, everyone's up here. Yeah. Winter drops. Like, Where do people hit Florida? I guess. Oh, Florida or back to their other houses. This is mostly like a lake town kind of, you know, like gotcha. retirement home, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. So I have, I have one big question for you. Do you have any mm -hmm. advice for someone who's looking at going into an MBA program? Yeah. Uh, first piece of advice is no. First and biggest piece of advice is know why you're doing it. Mm -hmm. MBA programs are not cheap. Mm -hmm. And so I think there's two big reasons to do it. One, you're getting a promotion at your current company mm -hmm. and you know that you need an MBA because you've spoken to someone and they've told you. Uh, or two, you're making a career pivot and this will get you there. So for me, when I actually... And I will say like your reason doesn't have to be solid. For me, when I joined, I mentioned that I worked at a nonprofit prior to, uh, to doing my MBA, right? And so my intention when I was joining is, hey, I just pivoted from healthcare to nonprofits. When I go in, I want to get my degree, come out, go back to a nonprofit, but now at a higher management, right? That was the intention. While I was there, I did a bunch of nonprofit consulting projects and I realized like, hey, this industry isn't really for me because a lot of times with nonprofits, the funding is raised is connected to fundraising, which is connected to like who, you know, those types of things, but not to the actual product itself, just mm -hmm. decided it wasn't the right industry for me. And so I pivoted into consulting, but, um, I would say like, it's just really expensive. So just know exactly why you're the reason, not that you asked, but the reasons why I'm looking at going into it is number one for a career pivot in private equity. It's we basically, a lot of people actually make the move for mergers and acquisition, acquisitions consultant, like from KPMG, et cetera, into private equity, because it's, you know, bread and butter, we're acquiring and then <laughs> liquidating and you're helping another company basically take over another. It's so yeah. I see a lot of that. I see a lot of, because I've gotten the chance to meet a lot of people. The first thing I did was I took uh, a graduate course at uh, Oxford because they moved everything online, mm -hmm. specifically in private equity investment. And it was really eye-opening, got to meet a lot of people. And part of my job is I have to do research on so many people, you know, like have all the bios ready for when they go into the meeting, et cetera. And the one thing is it's an MBA, an MBA, an MBA. Yeah. And I can obviously see how that would be very like advantageous, a master's in business administration yeah. when you're buying and selling businesses. And I would say... Oh, I apologize. Yeah. No. Well, I, I would just, I just want to jump in to say, you know, when I started the program, I thought it would be a lot more academic than it is. And mm -hmm. so the expectation that I set for people is you're going to learn stuff for sure, but just know that there are much cheaper ways to understand Little's Law or Alpha and Beta on a stock. You know, don't go into it expecting to, to basically the big, the big advantage that you're getting from the MBA is not necessarily the classes. But it's the fact that you get to work at five or six different places over the span of two. Normally, you can't do that because people look at your resume and they'd be like, 
why did you quit this job after three weeks? Well, guess what? Mm -hmm. With an MBA, you're like getting placed at a company and doing a consulting project. So one of the projects that I did was uh, there's a company that makes wind blades for like giant windmills, you know, and mm -hmm. they're trying to figure out what do we do with these things when they're uh, basically busted? Like, is there a way we can reuse the broken wind blade into a different product, create a mm -hmm. revenue stream from that? Uh, also to reduce the environmental impact of just burying these things, right? Mm -hmm. And so I got to do a bunch of different projects like that during the course of my MBA. And for someone who's applying to an MBA, uh, I guess the second piece of advice I would give them is when you're looking at schools, look at what companies are recruiting there. Mm -hmm. Because if you're at, let's just say college X and a company like McKinsey is not recruiting there, and then mm -hmm. you apply to McKinsey, you have to apply basically as a off-campus recruit, which means you're going through the same application process that you would have had to go through if you weren't getting an MBA, right? Mm -hmm. So as you're researching schools, check out which companies are actually recruiting at that school and make sure that the companies you want. So whatever private equity firm you want to go to, make sure it's recruiting at that, at that place. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, but to your point, it's just like, uh, you're, you are going to learn a lot. Uh, and it is like a good, to our earlier discussion, it's a good place to get out of your comfort zone again. I started my podcast uh, kind of during my MBA program, actually not kind of, but during mm -hmm. my MBA program. Uh, and I've used a lot of the, what I learned to kind of build it up, which I think is why I was able to get featured in all those outlets and uh, mm -hmm. get the recognition that it's gotten such thus far. But it's not just about the academic, right? Mm -hmm. Well, that's very eye-opening for me, to be, to be perfectly honest with you, because I thought it was going to be very academic. I didn't know that you get placed out to X amount of companies and consulted with them, and that was part of it. I did not know that. There were some things that resonated with me, because when I first decided that, yes, I'm going to do this, because it did take me a while to decide. So I looked at a few different options, and I've narrowed it down to, it's probably going to be an MBA, but maybe a master's in finance. I'm thinking an MBA just because it's more apt to private equity. Well. It was very nice having you on the podcast, and I can't thank you enough for your time. If people want to check out your podcast, what is it again? It's called Brown People We Know, and you can also find us on IG at BPWK Podcast. All right. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll include a link to it in this because uh, I do upload these to YouTube, cool. and so I'll include, a link to, I'll include a link to this in the description for this, uh, for this episode. So, All right, everyone. Thank you, and have a great day. Thanks, Gerald.